I just want to let you know that I have another couple of workshops coming up and back by popular demand, I am repeating my boost your immune system workshops because there is never a better time than to boost your immune system than right now. This workshop is a 90 minute workshop that will be interactive and will teach you five habits that you may have that are unknowingly weakening your immune system right now. And that might be helpful to know, right? Because when you know you do better and you can start to change those habits, as well as I will be teaching you some great tools and steps that you can take to further boost your immune system, including a very simple supplement protocol that you can follow and easily implement right away. So I will put the link to register for these workshops. They're absolutely free. Invite your friends and family. I will put that link in the show notes. So please check that out at the end of the episode. Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you join the workshop. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. And today I'm continuing the theme of love for the month of February 2022. And last time I was talking about the energetics of love and love languages back in episode 52. And then episode 53, we had the lovely Whitney Corbin on talking about romantic love and relationships. And today I want you to ask yourself the all important question. Do you love yourself? Are you worthy of your own love? If you don't first love yourself, it's very hard for you to truly love someone else. So let's dive into self-worth and how that impacts our ability to love others. There is a quote by Joyce Meyer that says, if you don't love yourself, it will be impossible for you to love others as you can't give away what you don't have. And there is another quote that counters that, which says, it's not that people can't love you if you don't love yourself. It's that you won't feel it because it will always seem like you don't deserve it. And another quote by Mandy Hale is, if you don't love yourself, you'll always be chasing after people who don't love you either. Perhaps you relate to one of these. 
Our self-worth is the result of many aspects of our life, from traumatic experiences, the combination of the five people we associate with the most, and our beliefs that are deeply seated in our subconscious mind and were formed prior to the age of eight, based on what we were told or perceived about ourselves and our world at that very young age. Our self-worth has the ability to move us forward or keep us stuck. We stay stuck when we believe we aren't worth doing whatever it is we think we might like to do. Or we can move forward when we realize we are worth taking that one small step towards whatever it is that we desire. We all have the power to design our life and live it the way we choose to. Or we can sit back in a victim mentality and let life happen to us. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you stuck in the victim mentality? Or have you broken out of that and know that you have the power to design your life and live it your way? The first step in changing your self-worth and upgrading it is to understand where you are at and whether you are where you truly want to be. So let's start by looking at how you treat yourself. What kind of food do you feed your body? Is it healthy, nourishing food? Or are you eating on the run, grabbing things that you know aren't great, but you're so busy looking after everyone else that you aren't making the time to truly look after yourself and feed yourself properly? Do you slow down and listen to your body? Your body talks to you, and yet we so often ignore it. But when we slow down and listen to the symptoms, we are honoring our body and our self-worth at the same time. Because when we listen, we are much more likely to then take action. Understanding that your symptoms are your body's way of trying to ask you to do something differently is really important in that equation there. The symptoms aren't just there for you to ignore and accept as aging or genetics or seasonal allergies, which is what tends to happen because as a society, that's how we talk to each other. I've got aches and pains, it sucks getting old, et cetera, et cetera. You know, symptoms come up and we just accept them as being part of the aging process instead of recognizing that it's our body asking us to do something differently. Examples of these may be you're getting headaches, you've got swollen fingers or joints from too many inflammatory foods like sugar, dairy, gluten, right? So your body's talking to you, asking you to do something differently. And are you paying attention? Are you willing to slow down and pay attention in order to honor your body asking you to do something differently. And in that process, honor yourself. When we discount ourselves, when we put ourselves down, that's when we are showing a lower level of self-worth. But when we instead respect ourselves and listen and tune in and make choices that are in our best interest, that is when we're showing that increased self-worth. So you can see how this comes into play throughout your day, each and every day with every decision that you make. And you may not be factoring in self-worth to those decisions, 
but you can see how you can. And if you want to truly value yourself, you can see how you can factor yourself into the decision. It's not about doing things for everybody else all the time and putting yourself last. It is about factoring yourself in to each decision. When you put yourself last, that's when you end up in a burnout. That's when you end up resentful. That's when you end up fatigued and low energy. And that results in a lower level of self-worth. When you put yourself first, you're raising that self-worth, but you're also ensuring that you're serving from a full cup and that you have the energy to serve the others in your life to the best of your ability because you've put yourself first. It comes back to the saying that I've said over and over and over again on this podcast since it started just over a year ago that self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. That self-care is driving our self-worth. When we have good self-worth, we take the time to care for ourselves. So are you following through on commitments to yourself or do you let yourself down even though you wouldn't let your best friend down? Be truthful here because this is very common. When we create boundaries to show respect to ourselves, we have to honor them. Those boundaries could be putting self-care time into your calendar and blocking it and then doing whatever that is that you plan to do, whether it's going for a walk, a bike ride, whether it's taking an hour out to read a book, maybe call a friend, maybe have a bath, whatever it is that's meaningful to you. You put it in the calendar, you created the boundary, and then did you show respect to yourself in honoring that and actually doing it as opposed to, well, that doesn't really matter. And -and so-and-so asked me to do this and that's the only time in my day. So I'm going to give up what I plan to do for me and do this for them. When we say no to others so that we can say yes to ourselves, that is when we are building our self-worth. And it may mean that you have to release commitments that say yes to others. Maybe you've taken on too much. Maybe you have to go back to others and say that you can't get it all done. Maybe you need to recruit other people to help in a volunteer scenario where it seems to be too much, more than you expected. Or maybe it's just being cognizant of, I'll stick to my commitments right now, but I'm not going to take on anything more. We have to start saying yes to ourselves and no to others in order to have the time to be able to build the commitments to ourselves in our calendar. If you're enjoying my content and someone that wants to step into being proactive in your health and learning more, I would love to invite you to join my membership community. There's a link in the show notes for only $19.99 a month. You get access to all of my content and there's a lot as well as weekly calls that you can come and get your health questions answered. It's truly priceless. I'd love to see you join the community. Check out the link in the show notes. Next, you can take a look at who are the people you hang around the most? Do they lift you up, support and motivate you? Are they interested in your personal growth? Or do they discourage you from moving forward in your life because of their own fears of being left behind? How many times have you been told, you can't do that? 
and it stops you when you've come up with an idea. Do you realize that when someone tells you that you can't do something, it actually has nothing to do with you, but it is a direct reflection of what they think about themselves and it comes out of their mouth as if it's meant for you. You might have voiced a desire to quit your job and start your own business and were told by a well-meaning family member, you can't do that, it's too risky, what if you fail? That is their opinion of their ability to start a business as perhaps they've never thought about doing so. They don't even have an idea of what to start. So of course they can't start a business. Plus, they don't want to see you fail. So they'd rather you stay where you are, not realizing that you're unhappy and feel stuck. A regular paycheck is no reason to accept unhappiness and feeling stuck. Besides, you've been thinking about this for a while now. You have an idea. You aren't happy in your job. You want to move on and you can absolutely do this. You just need to find the right group of people to lift you up, support you, and carry you forward in this desire. If they hold you back, start finding a new tribe. You can find a new tribe of like-minded people by joining groups of people with similar interests or hobbies or taking a course you are interested in, in hiring a business coach, join a mastermind group. There's so many places where you can find people that will lift you up. And you have to step away from the people that are holding you back, which, as I said, is very often well-meaning, well-intentioned family who are used to you where you're at. But if you're not happy where you're at, you get to choose to move forward and design the life that you want to live your way, right? Another important step in boosting your self-worth is to shift your subconscious thoughts. This is simple to do, but not necessarily easy. But I encourage you to do it all the same for it yields powerful results. I call this the mirror challenge. I invite you to make some time and stand in front of your mirror and look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you. Don't just say the words though, you need to feel them. And at first it will feel strange and awkward, but stick with it and keep repeating the words. Hear the emotion in your voice, feel the love in your body, change the intonation in your voice as needed. Change the words too, such as, I love you so much, or I may not have always loved you, but I love you now so that it's meaningful to you. I find this experience often results in tears and that's okay. Those tears are a necessary release of feelings that you no longer need, feelings that result in a lack of self-worth. Practice this daily for 10 minutes until you reprogram your subconscious mind to know that you truly do love yourself. You can also do a quiz from the book, How to Be Your Biggest Fan by Renee Cermak. The quiz asks many questions about everyday ways you live your life with questions about whether you pay your bills on time, the condition of your desk most of the time, the amount you complain each day, 
whether you return borrowed items on time, do you make your bed every morning, do you volunteer your time, how often you read or listen to books, what is your driving record, how often you set and achieve goals, and many, many more. You rate each of these as being either positive, negative, or neutral in terms of your response and how you feel when you read this statement. So if somebody has a poor driving record, perhaps when they read that statement, they have a negative response to that because they know they have a driving record and they don't like it and they'd like to improve that. And so right now they have a negative response to it. But perhaps someone who makes their bed every morning loves their neat and tidy bed, that gives them a positive response. And then through this, you come up with an overall score of your self-worth. Now, if that score is low, you might feel that is a blow to your self-worth. Or you can look at that as a starting point from which you can launch your self-worth journey to take steps to build your self-worth by changing one item on the list into a new habit that boosts self-worth and then go to the next item. And you might not think that making your bed daily has anything to do with self-worth, but making your bed creates a tidy bedroom, which allows you to have pride in the appearance of your room. And the way we do one thing is the way we do everything in our life. So if we start to clean up one area of our life and take more care because we are building our self-respect, we'll start to do that in the other areas of our life. And it won't be long before we can stand in front of that mirror and say, I love you and truly mean it with a big smile on our face instead of tears. As you start to change your beliefs about yourself, that triggers new actions and behaviors, behaviors that further fuel your self-worth and love of self. Now, I'm not going to tell you this is easy, but I am going to tell you this is possible. If you want to upgrade your self-worth, you absolutely can. If you want to fall in love with yourself, you absolutely can. If you need help, there are many coaches that can support you in this journey. They can't do the work for you, just like I can't do the work for my clients, but a good coach will guide your journey, hold you accountable to yourself, and draw out your own magic that has been hidden inside for too long to let you shine. And so next week, I will be interviewing one such coach as we dive into a conversation focused on self-love. So I hope you come back and join us again then. Thank you for listening. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.